Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. We have shipmates on the show. They'll be discussing the importance of staying in your lane and finding a niche for the initial growth phase, as well as how to keep content brand friendly from a money opportunity point of view. So really looking forward to having Miles and Archie Shepard on. They've got over 127,000 followers on TikTok. So definitely know what it takes to have growth on TikTok and looking forward to sharing their story. So Miles and Archie, how are we going, boys? Lads, Jack, good to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on, mate. Thanks for jumping on in in what would be no doubt a busy schedule for you boys. I don't know how you find the time for all this content creation, but take us through that that first topic that you discussed, owning your niche. How did you guys discover your niche in terms of shipmates and what that was going to be all about? Yeah, well, we did. It was really spontaneous, as probably everyone knows. We sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, we had that. We were doing the quizzes early days, but that was just a bit of fun. Like, we didn't really know where that was going to like take us, or like, we didn't really have a long term vision of like, oh, how this could blow us up. We were just having fun and ended up growing a bit. So, we got to like 10K followers, and that sort of like got us a bit interested in potentially, oh, you know, what if we make a video and it blows up and. You know, you look I think we'd, we'd probably maxed out the amount of followers and views we could get from that particular niche, which was the the quizzes in the car. Like we'd sort of <laughs> done like that many videos with different types of, you know, reactions and stuff like that. And then sort of got to a point where we're like, yeah, we're probably maxed out in this niche. So we tried to, you know, it was a completely different like audience as well. I think we had like, I think it was like 90% female that were watching <laughs> our quizzes. And now it's like. 99% male watching our sports stuff. So, like, it's it's pretty pretty weird to see how, how it changes the demographic to the kind of content you're doing. And, yeah, as soon as we came into this sort of lane, like, it just blew up and, like, now our, you know, demographic is, like, 18 to 35-year-old males and, like, you know, the 16-year-old girls have gone away, <laughs> which, you know, we don't really want a part of. But, no, nah, we, we, we ended up posting the, the commentary video and then that just, just blew up. So... We just we rode that wave and we saw like the the mammoth growth like straight away from from that video and then we were posting like daily and like before we knew it, we had 20 30 40 50 k subscribers and then just from sticking with the one thing and yeah not, not not changing it up and obviously that's been you know a work in progress trying to change that up because who knows how long you know sticking to the lip syncing stuff will last so we obviously wanted to try again to the, the skits and all that sort of stuff, which was stuff we're pretty familiar with. Like, I don't know, pretty much our whole lives we've been like making skits and videos for school projects, for, I don't know, just our own entertainment on the weekend. We'd make just little mockumentaries and stuff like that. Really cringy to look back at, but like it sort of makes a bit of sense at the moment. And so that's what we're trying to get into now, like more skits and, and obviously still with the lips. I think, I think we wanted to get into the more skit stuff like earlier. But like mm. we just thought it would be smarter to just keep grinding out what what people are loving, and they were loving what we were doing. Like, and they they, they still are. They the videos still do pretty well. So like, and we we enjoy doing it. So we and that you know we've got it pretty down pat at the moment. So we're just like grinding them out, and then we're releasing a skit every now and then. So I think down 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 the track we'll get into way more skits and stuff. Just for the for the growth phase, we just had to like really dial into what we were and what people knew us for. 
and then, yeah, keep going with that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like 10,000 followers, like you mentioned in, with the quiz in, in the cars, like, you know, it's still pretty big following. So to make that move and roll the dice thinking that the, you know, change lanes into something different, uh, mm. obviously it was your strengths in terms of your background and, and, and growing up, things that you love doing. But was it a gut feeling or did you just try something different and, and then it got a huge response and therefore you're like, okay, let's try this, like you're mentioning now where you're sort of going with what works and then when something starts to slow down, then you find a mm. new a new layer of content? I think it definitely was a gut feeling. Like we knew we had the the arsenal in, <laughs> in the backpack of like that skit, that skit territory. Like You'll actually see before we jumped into the commentary stuff, there's a couple of videos there in between the quizzes and the commentary of just like us doing random skits, which performed like okay, but we had some, yeah. we just had fun doing that. And yeah. Like, yeah, that was fun. Like let's keep doing those and then – I don't know. I think once we made that change into like we did like the sales skits and then we like we we're just trying to find something different. We were just putting whatever out there and seeing what hits. And then this year, it's like, well, there you go. And in terms of tips for those that want to boost their engagement, what are some of your, your big tips that you guys have found that really increase your numbers in terms of engagement point of view on social media? I think probably listening to your followers, like it was, it was quite easy with us actually because, you know, we'd post the commentary video and then the top comment is usually like, it's always the most liked comment. It's always like a request of, to do something. So it was like pretty easy for us to go, oh, yep, there's our next video, like right there. And we just reply to the comment and then just keep that cycle going. So, yeah. So listening to them and just, yeah, again, probably staying, staying in your lane. You can like, we know where, where sports comedy take the piss kind of that, that lane. And we've got the commentary stuff and, you know, it's, you can you can find ways to keep it keep it fresh. Like you can do the same sports stuff, but you can do it in a different way. And like mm-hmm. you might be doing different trends or you might be doing skits and you can change it up and keep it fresh that way. And from a challenging point of view, like you guys mentioned, you've had a fast, you know, fast growth. That would, I imagine, obviously have a real good feeling about it, but also you've got to learn pretty quick on your feet. What are some of the challenges with, with fast growth that you guys have faced and, and what have you learned from it? I think we had just we had stuff flying at us from everywhere. Like like when when we blew up, it was just like we were getting contacted by like there was just emails coming in and we were working at the time. I was still playing footy, like yeah. that takes up a good chunk of my time. And so it was like, like it was full time work as well. So doing that full time and then football and then having to go home and then manage all the stuff happening, make a video, like you know, that's why we got managers in to sort of help us out with that. And then we, we laid off the work to, 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 you know, now we can, you know, focus on this stuff like really well and focus on my footy a bit more without all the stress of like having to, to you know, work and then come home and, and grind on, on whatever. Like when we're lucky enough to now have like, you know, make some money from it, which can, you know, pay the bills for not having a part-time job. So yeah, that's, that's helped heaps. Awesome. So you build a bit of a team around you and then you, so financially you've set it up now where you're reaping some benefits from it. Do you have you are you not doing any work at all other than Shetmates? You guys are both full time. Yeah. Yeah, work wise it's Shetmates. So yeah, we're just grinding on that and yeah, obviously doing uni at the same time and living at home helps. So yeah, it's just ticking that over. Fantastic. And then in terms of as you mentioned with that keeping content brand friendly uh, and why is that important from a you know, financial point of view if you want to develop money opportunities as a social influencer well yeah you want to keep it you want to keep it brand friendly if you brands don't want to like they want to be able to work with you and and know that they can trust you and be really good to work with yeah you know we, we see it's i think yeah what's been special with us is is obviously being really brand friendly 
Hence why like we're able to be on like a TikTok ad and work with like Telstra and all these big, big, big brands. And yeah, obviously, and not, having, having that audience of like, you know, young kids and also pretty wide demographics. So there's young kids that come up to us and then our DMs are flooded with, you know, middle-aged men like loving their sport. So yeah, being brand friendly with all of them has, has helped sort of just, you know, get those, those invites of brands and stuff like that. And you definitely see like different TikTokers and, 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 and stuff that probably have more followers, more, more TikTok followers, more Instagram followers, but their, their comedy and their content is, you know, quite, you can see it to be like quite crude or lots of swearing and stuff, which okay. we've been able to sort of stay away from at the moment, which has just helped heaps with, you know, being more commercial and stuff like that. So I guarantee you like there'd be, there'd be guys with like a million followers that have that crude content, but they wouldn't be getting the, the exposure from brands like, like we would and we've only got 120 just purely because we've, you know, we're, we're friendly in, in that aspect. So it's, a, it's an important one for people who are looking to, who want to take their social media seriously and who, who want to earn a bit of money. Like that's something to consider. But obviously if that's your content and yeah. like that's you like just being you and, you know, you get a million followers. It's like you're going to make money yeah. anyway. So. Nelk, Nelk boys are a good example of being crude and managing to make, you know, shitloads of money from it. So there, there's two ends of the spectrum. But, yeah, we found that obviously being brand friendly has, like, helped us. Absolutely. And and for those tuning in that are managing different social media following as well as searchable content like YouTube and podcasts, blog posts, whatever it might be, how do you guys go about breaking up your content? Is it creating one video that you spit out to all the platforms or do you have separate content creation for, for specific at the moment yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's definitely just one video that goes on all platforms they sort of seem to be they perform differently on each platform that's for sure so i mean we're finding instagram probably kicks off quicker but then i don't know over the over the course of a week tiktok performs better so right. um, but yeah the content at the moment that we're doing suits YouTube Shorts, Instagram, and TikTok. So yeah, and we were a bit late to the party with YouTube as well. Like we we do have a, a plan on starting the YouTube content probably in the next couple of months and really having a crack at it. And so we've just started posting our reels on there, like building. I think we've got maybe 120 subscribers just from like posting our old reels and stuff. So just building that platform before we hit go and start <laughs> releasing some videos, which we're really excited about. Yeah, so so okay. stay tuned for that. Got a, we've got a few really good ideas coming up, so we're, we're pretty excited for that. But then Facebook and Twitter, I think that'll be more longer-form content as well. I think we mainly have those accounts just so if people tag us, they've got someone to tag because if we didn't have yep. the account, then they're just like posting our content without you know, a link to where they can find us or anything like that. And what about content creation? How do you guys go about it? Do you do it separately, then come together at the end of the week or the start of the week and then you know filter what you're going to publish, what you're not? Talk us through how you guys work together as brothers because I imagine that would have its yeah. strengths but also have its challenges. Yeah, definitely. I think it probably has more strengths than yeah. challenges. You know, we've got like a whole desktop full of ideas and stuff and it's about picking like what's relevant for the time. You talk about getting that engagement and it's definitely something to do with relevance. And, you know, for example, we, we posted a TikTok at the start of the week relating to the Bulldogs Fremantle game and that did really well just because it's relevant. So if you have an idea and or a trend going around, if you can match it with relevance to the time, then that's a big ticket. We've got ideas in the bank, like, and we know when we want to post those ideas. So like, the sort of a, the timeliness is massive. Like, we might have a really good idea and like, okay, we'll post that in this time and in this time. Like right now, AFL is like hot and it's 
only got a couple more weeks left, so we're just grinding that out. And then we've got ideas lined up for like cricket, golf, like all these other sports. So yeah, the, the content bank's ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned sponsorships. I imagine that would have been a pretty good feeling when they when they started rolling your way. Did they <laughs> occur before you had management and support, or did that happen after? Like, was it- I reckon the first brand that reached out, I'm like, yeah, I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking this serious. Like, if people are going to pay me money to make videos, I'm quitting and I'm doing this. Like, I'm yeah. doing this full on. So, yeah, that reached out real early. I think it was like midway through the the cricket series, and then that was yeah, that was that was really yeah, it was just fun. a bit of a wake up call. Just like wow, like the reach we've got and people wanting to work with us. Like, it's a complete game changer. So, game changer. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and we, we were lucky, like, really early to be linked up with our best mate from primary school. His his mum is all over, like, talent management and stuff, so she reached out early on, and, yeah, we, we've been working with her. And she was literally just, like, wanting to just give us advice. She didn't plan on managing us at all. She just wanted to make sure we were on the right foot. She's like an, she's like an auntie to us. She's like family, so she was just helping us out, and then, like, this the stuff just kept coming in, so... It sort of took a bit of time. We we made it formal and all that. Now we've got a, a really good team. We've got someone. We've also got another manager in Sydney who has like lawyer expertise, accounting, and runs his own music talent management. And he's getting into social media, so he's he's loving that. And we've got a yeah. really good team team worked out at the moment. So you know they'll they'll deal with the brands. You know they'll nut out everything that they need to do and then they'll come with us with everything going on we'll have discussion see if we like it if we don't and then go from there but we've got it really streamlined at the moment and that's what's working best for us yeah fantastic awesome guys well yeah thanks heaps for for jumping on and sharing with us some clues and and tricks that have uh, helped you guys along the way with your growth and yeah good luck with with everything that's got ahead like you said it's exciting times with youtube so i'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have got planned in terms of excitement, what what are you most pumped about for the rest of 2022? Definitely the summer of cricket and golf. Yeah, we are big golf enough, so definitely want to explore that that side of the content. There's a lot there to be done, so yeah, we're definitely definitely going to get in get into the golf content. Just got a membership down at Rosebud, so hoping to be down there once or twice a week. So just lower the handicap. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. very good. And for those that want to get in contact with you, maybe those that are inspired to give this social influence a lifestyle a go and, and, and quit their jobs, where would be the best place to get in contact with you guys? Flick us an Insta DM on our personal accounts. We'll be more, much more likely to, to answer to answer them. And we do get a few come, come through there and I reply to pretty much all of them. So any questions, put them through. Awesome. Well, most of you listening in the podcast, so if you're listening at the recording of the podcast, we'll add the links in the show notes for those listening in. Thanks again, Miles and Afi. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is... Um, It'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me.
fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah it certainly yeah has been massive for me now, and and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's if you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker, um. And yeah. and yeah, like just yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch, 
to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.